Welcome to Tales from a Bibliophile, a bookish podcast about all things reading and the communities that books create. I'm your host, Carly Galorn-Stewart. Each week, I'll have a different guest on to chat all things books. Today, we're going to be talking about books um, that we read and loved last year and books we're excited about for the next year. And I am excited to have my friend Natalie on. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Hi. Um, So Natalie and I have known each other for, I don't even know how long, several years. Um, Natalie used to work in the library system that I worked in. I'm excited that you're sort of back. um, You're back on the East Coast, at least. Um, But um, so what are you, what are you reading right now? Or what did you finish reading last? Okay, so right now I am currently reading The Kiss Curse by Aaron Sterling. (gasps) I just finished that. It's so good. I'm on like literally the last chapter. It's I so only have fun. one more chapter left and I'm dying to know how it ends. I can't it's, wait. It's, it's really cute. I didn't think I would like this one more than the X-Hacks, but I did. Um, I think I, I just like these characters the more. Way. I yeah. love the X-Hacks. Like that's actually one on my, on my list. And I don't know, like, it's, as a sequel, you know, like, most sequels, like, don't live up to, like, the first book. I feel like this one lived up to the hype and beyond, and I really hope she releases a third one. She, so there's a third one listed on Goodreads. It doesn't have an official title yet, I don't think, but, like, it's in there as, like, the Kiss Curse 3 or something, Um, and I'm pretty convinced it's going to be that the love interest is going to be the other brother. Um, That's what I'm thinking too. And I would be totally okay with that. Yeah. I would love that. I I think it's, I really like books that do that. um, Where it's like, you get the first, you get a book with characters that then they have like siblings or friends or something. And then you get another book with a different, like sort of side character. Like, um, did you read, have you read um, get a life Chloe Brown by Tali Hibbert? No. Okay. That one's one of my all-time faves. Um, okay. What is it called again? Because I'm writing it down right now. Yes. It is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Um, and the author's last name is Hibbert, H-I-B-B-E-R-T. Okay. Um, and so it's like a trilogy um, or like a three-book series. And it's each book is a different sister. Um, and so I love that like whole setup of it's still in the same world, but you get a different, and it's not like technically a sequel. Um, so you don't have to like, I feel like there's a lot less pressure um, on authors yeah. when they do it that way. Yeah. It's like just in the world, but not necessarily. Um, yeah. So um, I'm very excited for you to finish. Um, we yeah, can totally I chat about have, it when you do. I have one more chapter left. And then I'm also currently reading Verity by Colleen. Oh, Moore. yes. Yes, I have not read any of hers, but my sister loves her, and she, I remember her talking about that one when she got done with it. I'm, let's see, I'm on chapter 11, so I'm like 147 pages in, and um, I have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> That's fair. I've heard, I've heard very mixed responses on that one. Um, is this the first Colleen Hoover you've read? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's always interesting too. Cause I've heard that one's a lot different than the other ones. So it's 
I always love when people like start with that one because um, it is talked about so much. It is talked a lot about and it's been hyped up and everybody, all my bookish friends who have read it all are like, you have to read it. Like, and I quit reading it. I stopped it because I could not, I couldn't decide if I liked it enough to continue, you know? Yeah. But like a bunch of my friends were like, you have to. You have to pick it back up and you have to finish it because the ending is so good. And I have to say, like, since I picked it back up, it's gotten it's still a really intense, really good book. Like, it's very well written. It's just I don't like there. it's such a crazy story mm-hmm. and it's so out there. It like. Like, I hated Gone Girl, right? Like, yeah, I, I hate a Gone Girl. Never hated two more characters as much as I hate <laughs> Nick and they Amy. They are deeply oh Um, I when that book when I read the ending, I threw that book across the room because <laughs> I the, was like, I never want to read that book again. I never want to yeah. look at it. I'm, and that's how I was I, starting to feel yeah. about Verity. Oh, um, fun! Yeah, I've heard that it's I've heard very mixed responses and that it is very intense. But like I've heard. A lot of people, like my sister even was like, listen, I know you don't do Colleen Hoover, but like you should read this one. So I am, it is on my maybe list. Um, I might get there. I want to, um, I'm going to have my sister on one day and like just talk, have her talk to me about Colleen Hoover because I've never read any of them, but she's so big right now. Um, yeah, I also um, just bought, um, it, it, it ends with us. Yeah. She just finished that one, I think. I have that one waiting, like, aside. And I heard, like, that one, like, her original books, like, because Verity is, like, a thriller and a psychological thriller. And that's, like, her first psychological thriller. So, and psychological thrillers are usually my favorite type of books. Yeah. And, um, but this one I think I'm having I'm struggling with it mainly because it seems so unrealistic. Yeah. Like it can't like this story cannot really happen in real life. And I like stories that, you know, have that twist where, oh, my goodness, this could really happen. Yeah, I like need them to be either like realistic or I need them to be like so unrealistic. They're set in like a di- like a fantasy aspect where it's like yes. clearly from like the first page, it's a different like non-realistic setting. But like I I do not yeah I hate the ones that are like they think or they're trying to make it realistic, but it is very like just out there. Yeah, that's um, why I didn't like Gone Girl. Like I felt like if Gone Girl was set in a fantasy world, I would liked it better. Yeah, like it did seem very, seems like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And um, Verity is a lot. But like I said, it is really well written. And it does, like, every time I pick it up, like, I don't really want to put it down. But I'm also reading The Kiss Curse because I mm-hmm. need something else to, like, bring my anxiety level down. Yeah, it's like a, a it's like a little comfort outside yeah. of the, the crazy, yeah. I do that a lot with books. That's part of the reason I read more than one at a time. Um, Cause they're like, I just need different. I need my brain to go in different directions. Sometimes I am reading um, and I need to finish it. I'm reading tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by uh, Gabrielle Zevin. Um, 
Have you finished that yet? I know it was on your list. Um, I actually have a copy of it. I have not read it yet because I want to <gasps> okay. read. I want to read um the preferred. Oh, book? the storied life. The yeah, which life you gave is, me yeah. a copy of, and I still have not read it. Yes. But it's as soon as I finish. That's the book I'm going to pick up after I finish um the kiss curl. The kiss oh, okay, curl. yeah. I haven't read it in several years, but I loved it so much. And it's kind of short. Like, it's it probably won't take too long to get through. But my book club is reading uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And um, my book club meets on Wednesday, and I'm, like, 25% through the book. So I got to, like, go home and just do, like, not have to be, like, Josh can't talk to me for the rest of the night. I got to read this thing. Um, and I am really enjoying it. So I do actually want to, like, finish it before I get to book club. Um, I think it's going to be a good discussion. I'm interested to see if anybody dislikes it at book club because I haven't heard any negative reviews of it. Um, everything I've heard about it has just been super positive. So it'll be it'll be an interesting conversation, I think. Yes. And I'm like I said, I have a copy. That was my I bought it last month in book of the month. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I chose that one to be one of my book of the month. Um so like add-ons uh, add-ons that's the word I was looking for thank you yeah. and <laughs> um that's like I'm really excited about it I wasn't sure if I was gonna pick it up or not um or at least I didn't think I was gonna pick it up for a while I knew I probably eventually would because I loved the storied life of AJ um Fikery so much or Fikery I never know how that one's pronounced they just made a movie though so I guess we'll find out um I guess I could Google it yeah, too, that's but. the whole reason why I have that one as my next read is because I really want to see the movie because the trailer looks really cute. It does look so cute. Um, I need to I want to read it again. Um, it's been several years, but I loved it so much. Um, OK, cool. Well, let's jump in um, to our favorites of 2022. And these are just books we read in 2022. They're not necessarily published in 2022 I think I said that and then all of mine actually were published maybe not though um but um do you know several of mine were not published in 2022 yeah I read like a mix I actually read more that were published in 2022 than I expected um but I don't know we'll see um what's your first one my first one was one of us is lying who wrote that that um, so familiar. I did not. Okay, so I did not. Let me see if I can find it in my list. That's okay. Um, I want to say is was it YA? Yes. I think it was um McManus. Yes, McManus. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I she is so popular in the library, and I have not read any of her stuff yet. Um. um I loved loved this book. Um, I may have to pick it, it up then. It made me like I could not. I mean, I read it. Yeah, it was written by Karen M. McManus. Okay. And um, I literally read it in a day. Wow. Because I could not put it down, and like the story around it was, it was very realistic, and the it had so many plot twists. And there was a couple of plot twists, like, I caught on, like, right away. Mm-hmm. But they was still, like, really, I don't know. I, it was the 
third no it was the fourth book I read of last year and it was like it's I'm wait I still cannot find the second book because there's a sequel to it there's actually three there's yes and I can't find the second one I can find the third one and the first one I can't get the second one that's wild I'll have to I'll keep an eye out yeah I've been keeping like I every time I go to Target or Walmart I'm like secretly hoping it's there yeah I'm surprised that it's not because like they have a third one out and they just made a tv show have you watched the did you know there was a tv show I did not know there was a tv show I think Hulu just made it um and I yeah I don't because and I just was I was reminded because I pulled up the book on Goodreads and the cover is an um oh it's a p it's on Peacock um okay which is probably why you didn't know yet. Nobody ever knows anything going on there. Um, I don't recognize any of the actors, though. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, if it's anything close to what the actual book is. I have to add that one to my list because I love, um, I love a good thriller, and I don't think I read very many good ones last year. Um, um, I have a lot of like my most of my most of my list is thrillers, or like mysteries yeah um it was really like um and I even haven't read YA in a while and that was my first YA book in probably like three years and it made me it made me go down a rabbit hole where I went and like I read um oh I read the Mary Shelley murder the Mary Shelley oh yes the Mary Shelley club yeah and like because I read like one of us is lying, it made me want to read more of that genre of YA genre of thrillers. That like genre is super hot right now too. Like I am on um, where I like work with the Georgia Teen Peach Award Committee, and like so we get sent books and like we try to figure out which ones to nominate based on like what kids are actually reading. Um, and there's so many of those coming through that like kind of like I don't I was really surprised that that genre picked up for YA but I guess I mean we love them so um yeah no like I'm I mean what some YA books are right there like where they could actually be technically adult yeah so and I was like okay this is gonna be weird because I know it's a thriller but is it gonna be like, is it going to be one of those, like, YA books that should be an adult book? Or is it going to be one of those where it's strictly YA? And, I mean, you could read this in middle school. You could read this in high school. And I think you would enjoy it. That's good to know because it's like a – yeah, because there really is – I was talking about this with someone else um, the other day. Like, there's this, like, trend that's happened in the last several years where a lot of YA – features like kids who have just graduated high school or going to like being a freshman in college and it's like I don't know these kids are definitely in high school okay and they like um it would be a book that my eighth grade self would devour okay I love that I want to say it was on the um she's written several books so it may have been a different one but at least one of her books is I've been on the like peach awards nominee list um that like those kids are eating those up now so I'll definitely have to I'll have to pick that one back up um so one of mine um the first one I pulled was 
love in the time of serial killers, um, which I had gotten an advanced reader of like way before it came out and like just had it sitting there. I remember reading the premise and being like, oh, yeah, this sounds fun. And then I like totally forgot about it. That book was fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. It it was almost on my list. I I was it was almost on my list, but then I was like, no, I read some other ones that I feel like topped it. But it's a really good comfort read. Yes, and it doesn't sound like it. So okay, so it's written by Alicia Thompson. Um, and it like the whole premise is um Phoebe, the main character, is writing her dissertation um on true crime as a literary genre which I loved like because that's such a conversation that's actually happening right now yes Um, that's why like yeah I'm a true crime junkie oh yeah me too and it like I loved the way she like I love the way it like she presented um the author presented like oh this thing that happens when you read so much true crime like you do start to like be suspicious of everyone and Especially when you're listening to true crime podcasts too like it yes it gets in your head it so does um and so this one was so fun she like moves home after her dad um i think her dad passes away and she's like convinced her neighbor is a serial killer, serial killer? Um, yeah that was yeah. so funny <laughs> it was so fun and then of course they like fall in love because it's technically a romance novel but i like this one was like you said it's very comforting it was fun and it wasn't like it wasn't cheesy it felt really realistic um like it, they didn't like immediately click and fall in love um and i loved the like the storyline of like her figuring herself out and yes that yeah because really, it, it felt like nice. that was the majority of the story actually um more than like the her romance aspect of it, it. More yeah her finding herself yeah and I really loved the grief um like aspect it wasn't like it was nice because it wasn't like about grief but like it was woven through so much and that was such a theme for me this year like I um lost both my grandparents in the last five years and then my friend passed away last summer so I've just been like I need things where people are acknowledging that grief is like a process and not like a thing that happens and then it's done I have a book recommendation for you then oh yes if you want more comfort reads kind of like um uh the one we're talking about right now, which I can't, yeah. my brain's not working. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, love in the Time of Serial Killers. Yeah, the Love in Time of Serial Killers. Um, I highly recommend The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's, it, I don't know, that one was, I almost put that one on my list too. Because. That one's been around, um, or on a lot of lists this year. Yeah, it was really cute. Um. It is a ghost story. So, like, there is a ghost. And she she also just lost her dad. And she is a writer. And she ends up going to talk to a publisher. And the publisher ends up something happening. And he ends up becoming a ghost. That's so interesting. My curiosity has peaked now. Yeah, like, he's a ghost. But, like, he's, like 
being there, like, trying to comfort her through, like, her grief with her dad, like, losing her dad. And, like, the thing is, is that her dad, her family owns a, a funeral home. Oh. And so, like, she's back in her childhood home where she grew up in the funeral home. It's, it reminds me of Six Feet Under, but way more hilarious. Okay. I like it. And I like when there's, like, that aspect of, I want to do a whole, like, episode on grief in, in, there's, because there are several books that have come out in the last years that, like, both nonfiction and fiction that have handled it really well. And I think it's, like, a conversation that isn't had enough. Um, But I I love when it's not all super heavy. Like, it sounds like this one, like, there's humor. Um, I love that. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, no, it's, um, Um, like I said, it was a big surprise um, because I didn't think, like, I thought it was just going to be really cheesy, you know, but being like one where I will never get rid of my copy because it's going to be my comfort breed. Anytime I need like a good laugh, anytime I need like something to help with my spirits. If I'm reading like a really intense psychological thriller, it's Mm -hmm. one that I will, I see myself having to read again, if that makes sense. That does totally. No, I have several books like that. I will definitely, um, that was on my like eventual TBR. So I'll definitely have to move that one up. Um, very fun. Okay. What was another one of yours? Okay. So my second one was a court of throne and thorn and roses. I just, is that the first one or the second one? That is the first one. Okay. I just bought it and I'm like, eventually going to get there I like had to wait till I was done with grad school so because like with fantasy I have to like have more focus but um everyone's reading those she's like such a she's got such a big following now yeah and it's really good okay like I'm excited. she talks about like toxic like toxic masculinity and she makes fun of like the whole romance like paranormal being romances and but she does but it also where she's making fun of herself for Mm -hmm. writing like about a girl falling in love with a fairy yeah or with like a fae you know yeah but it's it's so good like I read the second one and I was like okay I have to get the third one and the second one there's a huge pot twist Ooh. and like it makes the first one like not the greatest but like you have like it's have, one of those ones you have to read yeah I have heard that that series is one of the ones where it gets so much better which is not always true um but that the first one is almost like a lot of people are just kind of ambivalent about the first one once they read the like the rest of them. I have the third one. I'm actually going to probably pick that one up soon too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh my goodness, I cannot wait. I um, will have to pull that one out. I bought it like, bought it before I finished grad school. So it was just kind of on my list. I'm trying to read through and it's not the same author, but in my head I've like equated them and I need to like finish the series before I go into the series. Um, but I'm, about to start the second um shadow and bone book um and so like 
for some reason, my brain is just like, they're not the same author and they're not the same story. I think it's just like, because it's a similar type of book. I'm just like, no, you'll get confused. Don't start it. I have Shadow on Bone. Um, I picked it up at the thrift store for like 50 cents. Look, look, yeah. like never been touched or opened. And um, I just haven't started it. I don't know why. I think it's because um, there's so much hype around it because it's a Netflix series. Yeah, it did come back. Um, it was, it's been out for several years, but there's it's getting a lot more hype now because of the um, the series. So. And I've heard the series is actually better than the books. Here's what I oh, okay. That's interesting because I'm trying to read them so I can watch it just to kind of see. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, so it's one of those books that I plan to read this year is the mm-hmm. first one. But it's I have other books I'm more excited about reading than that one. Yeah, and that one, um, I like. I'm actually just kind of pushing through. They, I have enjoyed like the. I enjoyed the first one enough, but like I'm really reading them so that I can get to Six of Crows, which is the one that I've been told like I will love. Um, and I think well, you can technically of that one. Ooh, okay. Um, we'll have to talk about it when we read it. Um, I've that heard have to be a buddy read. Yeah, that one would that would be a good one for a buddy read. I've heard that. It's so much better. Um, just that the characters are are it's in the it's in the same world, but like the characters are very different. Um, and I think technically you can read them separately, but there's like if you're ever planning to read Shadow and Bone, there's like some spoilers. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll just read them. Um, I've been doing the audiobook, and I really like the audiobook. It is annoying though because you can only get it through Audible, like it's an Audible exclusive. Um, so I'm, I know. So I'm like, I found a black Friday deal, um, that made it like $6 for three months or something. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get those three books. And then I'm going to like cancel my subscription. Um, cause I don't want to, I don't know. I do a lot of audiobooks, but I do a lot through the library and I do a lot through Libra FM, which is where I'd rather give my money. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So I'll have to, and I don't know why I thought Shadow and Bone is so much. I guess it's just because they're both fantasy, but like Shadow and Bone has no fairies. Like there's nothing. Yeah, like, no. The, it's a different the, fantasy set. And like I don't really know a lot about fairies. So when I started, it put when I started like a quarter throne, uh, thorns and roses. It really really like put me down like a rabbit hole with the fairies and now I'm a huge fairy fan there's one I don't think I officially put it on my list but there's a book that's coming out this year or just came out maybe um let me find the title because you would probably really like it um like the encyclopedia fairies or something um but it's about a professor who yeah, Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. I'll send you the um, okay. info. It's a long title. Um, but it's supposed to be a series, and it's about a professor who studies fairy folklore and then, like, I think discovers that it's, like, actually real or something. Um, but it's uh, – I've heard so many good things about it. But, yeah, I read, like, a few fairy books in high school. Um, I read the Melissa Marr series – um, which was really actually the only, I, I say that, like, I actually read a lot. I didn't read a lot. I read a couple um, and really liked them, but that'll be interesting. I've never jumped into the Sarah J. Mass world, but it is 
extensive and fun from what I hear. Um, cool. I'm excited about that one now. Um, my next one is very different. Um, and it is actually was a 2022 publication. Um, I was, this is a read with Jenna book, the today show girl. And I was watching, um, the Thanksgiving day parade, uh, when I was visiting my in-laws this year and like it went off and the today show came on and they were talking about this. And I was like, I almost never do this where I'm like, okay, I, it's a new book that's just come out and I need it right now. Um, but I did that with this one and I was like, okay, no, like I really need this right now. Um, so it's called the cloisters It's by Katie Hayes. Um, it is like, it's adult fiction and it's, it's kind of a thriller. Um, like there's a thriller aspect to it or like a mystery aspect to it. Um, but what fascinated me was, um, it's this girl who, um, is supposed to like have a summer internship at the modern, uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And she gets there and like, for some reason, she, that position's not available or something. So she gets moved over to the Cloisters, which is an actual like part of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And now I really need to go there. Um, but it's a Gothic museum and it has a garden and its focus is medieval, medieval art. Um, and so they have, but the like focus is a, um, like the thing they're doing that she's focused on a lot is they're researching, um, the history of divination and like specifically hunting down like old school medieval tarot card decks. And so that's Ooh. the part that got me. Yeah. That's the part that got me. So they're like trying to like there's a lot of the history of tarot in there um, that's like weaved through the story, but it's really interesting. Um, and it's like, it's interesting to see, like she doesn't believe in like any aspect of tarot um, or like divination. Like she's researching it with them and like from the historical aspect of it and the way that people have used it throughout history, but like she doesn't believe in it at the beginning of the book. And so there's a, like a slow burn of her, like kind of starting to like maybe believe or expect it. But there is a, like, it takes like halfway through the book to really get to it, but there is like a thriller sort of like twist that I was not expecting because it is not marketed as a thriller, um, which it probably, probably because it's not like, there's so much other stuff in it, but it's really good. Um, I read it pretty I quickly, but definitely just added that to my list. It's so good. Um, and I loved the, um, so I love tarot. Like I'm super fascinated by tarot and I love like my, um, I love art history and my undergrad degree is in history. So I was like, I was obsessed with the parts where they were talking about like the history of it. Um, Cause I'd never thought about that. Like all I ever remember um, like in the aspect of studying or like looking into tarot stuff is like the, the one deck that it was like based on and like it being a playing card game originally. And that's all I ever knew. So this is really interesting. Um, it was focused on the artwork, but it was like super interesting. It was really fun. I definitely recommend it, but what's your next one? Okay, my next one is a Simone St. James book, The Broken Girls. 
Um, is that part of, that's not, is that a standalone she wrote? Yes. So okay. all of her books are technically standalones. Um, they all have like a ghost story, like murder slash ghost story involved in in some ways, some like some ways, some form. I read um, the first one of hers I read was um, the Book of Cold Cases. Yes, I our book club in October, I think, read one of those and I like didn't. I was in the end of grad school, so I didn't have time to read it, but I read like 10 pages and loved it. Her writing style is really cool. Yeah. And um, The Broken Girl, because I read, so in 2022, I read the case, the uh, the book of uh, cold cases. I read The Broken Girls and I read The Sundown Motel. Uh, I think that was the one that Sundown Motel was the one we were reading. And The Broken Girls were my favorite out of the three. Okay. Cool. Maybe um, I'll start there when I go back to her. Yeah. Um, it's about a group of friends who went to this school, like a boarding school type thing for like misfits. Oh, okay. And they're trying to find themselves. And one of their friends goes to go see somebody and she never comes back. Oh, okay. And then like, there's like this whole ghost story about like like the school closed down and then like they always said that the school was haunted by somebody and then a murder takes place years later on like the soccer on one of the fields I think it was a soccer field or like a field hockey field or something like that mm-hmm. and somebody gets murdered there and the girl who the sister of the girl who was murdered is a journalist and now she's like someone buys the school and like so she's like okay but somebody bought the school where my sister was murdered like I need like I want the story on this and so like it leads her down to a series of rabbit holes Mm -hmm. and her and it opens up her grief again like about like losing her sister and everything but it I don't, I really like the group of friends, like the original group of friends that the story is based on. Mm-hmm. And it goes back in time. Like, so it goes from modern time to back to like, I want to say the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. something like that. And then it goes back to modern time. And I really like the, the group of friends were very, um, they all had different personalities. And yeah. they, you wouldn't think they would be close, you know, like, cause they're yeah. so different from each other, but they end up being like lifetime, fr- like longtime friends. And it like, it's a very, like the ending was perfect. Like I could not think of a better ending of a story than that one. I love when that happens. Cause sometimes yeah. you get a book that you love the whole way. And then the ending is terrible. Yeah. No, like the ending, like it, she wrapped like she wrapped up all the rabbit holes very nicely to, like with these like really great endings and it was like yeah it sucked like they figured out you know some of the mysteries and stuff and like there was a lot of grief in finding those things out but it was also a huge like sigh of relief for a lot of people yeah, like it was like, like a lot of like a lot of these cases were cold cases. Like, 
and the families were still feeling, you know, like they didn't have that closure. Yeah. And they finally get it at the end and you get closure at the end. And it's just, it's so good. It's like I said, I love Simone St. James. I highly recommend any of her books. Um, I actually have, I have several of her older books that she wrote um, on my to read list this year. Mm -hmm. But um, those were, yeah, the broken girls was definitely one of hers. I had to put on this list. Okay. I'm excited. Um, I want to dig in now that I have more time to read this year. I want to dig into um, several of hers because I've been like sort of dipping my toes into like horror, horror adjacent. um, And she's one that comes up a lot. Um, And I was fascinated by the storyline in um, it was in the cold cases, uh, sundown motel. Um, yes. and so that one freaked me out. Like that one actually, like I could not read it in the dark, like at night. Yeah. Okay. It really got to me, but the broken girls, um, yeah, there is a little bit like that ghosty horror, but not enough to like, it's not like Stephen King level okay. of horror. That's good. That's kind of where I want to start with like um, stuff like that. My favorite horror like, like a, it's more like a gothic. Yes, and that is my ooh, good to know. Okay. My I love that that's exactly what I love. Like my favorite book of all time is uh We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. Um and then I that's read actually on my it, list to read this year. <gasps> it's so good. It's my um I wanna re- I usually reread it every year and I didn't read it this year. I usually read it in October. Um, but it's my favorite of all time. I love it. And that's like a very, like, it, that's one of, it's kind of almost like a psychological thriller. It's not like the setup of a thriller, but it's like her, Shirley Jackson writes like psychological horror. Like the scary thing in it is the people, not the like ghosts or whatever. Um, but I love anything like gothic adjacent. So very, I'll have to start very... with this one. It kind of like reminds me like because the broken girls were surrounded by a school, right? And the yeah. school was like what you would think of a gothic manor mm. or like a gothic castle or you know like Ooh, I love that. So that's in each of her books like the Sundown Motel, like the motel itself is like a gothic. Like it takes like the whole story takes place at the Sundown Motel because there's a whole bunch mm. of history there. And then same with the Book of Cold Cases. So. I feel like they're more gothic horror, but not really horror. They're more like gothic ghost stories. Okay. If that, that makes, like, I don't, I feel like there needs to be a genre of gothic ghost stories instead of like yeah. gothic horror. Like, yeah, <laughs> just separate it out. Yeah, that is, um, that's true. I love it. Okay. I'll definitely have to like move that one up on my list. Um, and a completely like, left turn my um my next one is the very and this is such a long name I always mix it up the very secret society of irregular witches um by Sangu Mandana Mandana oh yeah um, I have to write this one down because I never heard of this book oh it's so fun it's like a little cozy fantasy um one of my other favorites that I'm going to talk about on a different episode is um Legends and Lattes which you should also read if you haven't yet um, okay. And those were both like little cozy 
they were like little cozies, but they were, they had fantasy aspects. So this one, um, this one also has like quirky characters and it has like a found family vibe, which is like, I just, it's I, like, I want it put in my veins. I love it. Um, so it's um, this girl who is a witch and in this world, like witches hide their magic. Um, but she was an orphan and she was raised um like alone like she wasn't um she wasn't raised in like a community of witches she didn't have any sort of like mentors or people to teach her how to use her magic or anything like that but she has this um as an adult she has this um like social media account like tiktok or instagram or something where she like she makes these videos probably meant to be like tiktok she makes these videos of her like pretending to be a witch um and someone and she's like nobody's gonna take this seriously it's just kind of a fun vibe um but someone does see it and like messages her and ask her to come to um she basically gets invited to come to this house and then finds out that there are three orphaned witches there and they have like no like they're being taken care of, but they have no one to like teach them how to use their magic. Um, so she does that. And then like, of course, it's a it's a considered a romance novel. Um, but the, like the love interest is this like grumpy librarian of the house. And I'm just like, it, this is hilarious because I would be that character in this story. Um, but it's great. It's very like her figuring out because she like didn't grow up with a family. She didn't like her parents died when she was really young. Um, so she's like finding herself and like exploring like outside of the boundaries that she was raised in, but then also finding like her place with this little group of people that like becomes her family. It's very cute. Um, highly recommend. It was a comfort read that I like, like, after I finished grad school or right at the end where I was like, I need something that's not super academic. Um, I need my brain to be shut off. Um, it was one I grabbed. So it was really fun. That sounds amazing. It was, and it was a quick read too. It's very, um, the writing style is very similar to, um, the XX and kiss curse like vibe. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's a similar like like there are a lot of differences, but it's a it's a similar read. Um, so it's very fun. I really enjoyed it. That sounds like right up my alley. Okay. Cool. I, well, I had to like I just had to write that down. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of that. Um, both like when I'm recording podcast episodes and when people are listening to them, there's going to be a lot of, I'm going to try to like put um, somewhere to figure out where they're going to go, but put like a list of the books discussed because there's always going to be so many. Um, What is, what's your next one? Okay. So my next one is um, an oldie. And okay. I read it for Band Book Week because every year for Band Book Week, I always read a band book. And Love it. this year, I picked The Outsiders. Oh, I haven't read that one in so long. I never read it. Um, oh, it was not required time. reading for me. 
That's surprising. I wish that it was required reading when I was in high school because I absolutely loved this book. Um, It's so good. It's so good. I cannot believe she was 16 when she wrote the book. Yeah, that's the thing that, like, I don't think a lot of people realize. And it's, like, regardless of, like, if you like it or not, like, the quality of her writing and the story that she tells as a 16-year-old is insane. It's, oh, it's so good. Um, I I don't know. Like, it just, I liked all the misfits. Yeah. It's, and there were... There wasn't one misfit I did not like. Like, I liked them all. I don't have a favorite because I enjoyed every little bit of, like, all their personalities. Like, they were... I was going to say, and she she did such a good job, like, making them all have very distinct personalities. Yes. Um, And the way she describes their, like, personalities, too, was, like, really awesome and I know it's a movie I know it came out in the 80s I know it's got yeah. uh uh Keith Sum- Summerlin in it I think or yeah it it does and it's got or maybe I can't remember if that's him it's got um Patrick Swayze and I want to say a young Rob Lowe um it is fun like I, the book is definitely that's one where the book is better for sure but like it's I've a never really seen fun. the movie so I really want to see the movie yeah it's really um, fun but the book, I don't know. It's still, it's, I read it in September. So for band book week. Yeah. But it's yeah. still like there with me. Yeah. I love when that happens. And it's one that I cannot wait until Finn is old enough to read. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. I think like there are a lot of, mixed feelings about it these days and obviously it's on the banned book list so like it was controversial in certain ways um but it's such a good book for kids who are not who don't fit in in some way um if I mean I think everyone should read it but like it's especially like comforting if you're like the weird kid in any capacity um I think I read it in like middle school or high school and like felt that um but yeah it's a goodie. It is one of those that like has stuck around for a long time. Like, yeah, it's still, I'm sure it's still required reading somewhere. If not, like, I am sure it is. I just, it was never recommended to me. It was never required reading. And it was one of those ones where I was like, man, I wish I had a librarian or I had a teacher that told me go read this book. Yeah. I read it, I want to say like eighth or ninth grade, and I don't remember how it like got put in my hands, but I do remember like it being a book that like I wouldn't put down until I finished it. Like I remember vividly like being out to eat and like reading it, waiting on our food to come. And my dad like kept trying to get me like to put it down and like be involved. And then like when, when our food came, like I still wouldn't put it down. Um, and I remember my dad being like, okay, seriously, you have to like, and my mom was like, just, just let her read. Um, but like, I was obsessed with like, I started that one and finished it so quick because I did not want to put it down. Um, that was exactly how I was. And then so I started, and then I picked another, like after I finished it, I was like, okay, well, I need another band book to read. Yeah. So I ended up picking up The Shining by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> 
very different vibe. Um, I've actually never read that one. Yeah, um, it took me like a month to finish it. Yeah, um, um, I was going to say it's a little bit bigger. It, yeah, and I was just it's, like, I needed another band book week because like, I read that yeah. one. I read The Outsiders yeah. too quick. Yeah. Is that the one? I know it's Stephen King. I'm pretty sure it's The Shining in that episode of Friends where like he puts it in the freezer because it's scary or she, uh, Jennifer Aniston, one of the, it's either Joey or um, Rachel like puts it in the freezer because it's too scary. I, I think, think it's The Shining. I think it, I think it was The Shining. That's so funny. I've never actually read it. I've only read a handful of his. Um, I didn't realize that one was on the banned books list, though. I know Carrie is. Carrie is. Um, I read somewhere that somewhere it was banned somewhere. Um, it's not one of like his most famous ones that are on the banned book list, but I read right. somewhere that it was on somebody's banned book list at some right. school, but I don't th- think it's one that it's very well known that it is. Yeah. And like, it didn't I feel like, like most end. Stephen King's books are on the band, like on. Yeah. A books. lot of them, a lot of them, I feel like get challenged like somewhere all the time. Um, yeah. But it is an interesting one. Um, so my next one is The Unsinkable Greta James by Jennifer E. Smith. I, this is, I want to say her first adult novel. She wrote several YA ones and I feel like I maybe read one, but I didn't read, I don't remember a lot of her stuff. Um, but this one is really good. I did the audio and it is narrated by, Oh, I really like her. She's one of the actresses from Parenthood. Her name is May something. Um, but so I really liked that, that she did a great job. May Women. Um, so the audiobook is really good. That's how I did this one. Um, although I may have bought it on Kindle too. I don't know. Um, but it's so it was interesting. Like, I don't think I intentionally did this, but I ended up collecting a lot of books that like were focused or like had the storyline of like figuring yourself out in outside of the context of like how you were raised and like what you were like the um, environment that you grew up in and then also grief like this is another one where um so her the premise is that um Greta James um her She's like an indie rock star. Um, and so she like has gotten really big and then she went to do a performance after her mom died and like the performance was really bad um, or went really bad. Like she was, I think probably still like super emotional and like just couldn't get it through. So she's like trying to finish writing this album, but her mom has passed away. And before they, before she passed away, there was this, cruise that she had booked with this like Alaskan cruise she had booked with her husband and like a bunch of their friends and so now that she's passed away her dad like I don't know if it was her brother somebody convinces her like asked her to go on the cruise with her dad um so it's like there's the storyline of like working through that grief and like getting to know her dad better um there's like a bit of her figuring out who she is outside of like this relationship she's just gotten out of 
and figuring out how to like be the musician that she wants to be. Um, and there is a romance like in it, but it's not. It's like not like main... the whole story. Right. Yeah. It's really not even a huge part of the story. It's a sweet, like it, it does add to the story, I think. Um, but it's definitely not um, like the point of it, which I loved. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. I've heard that Lauren Graham was supposed to be like somebody had picked up the movie and Lauren Graham who did Gilmore Girls was involved somehow. Um, but like for some reason it just hasn't like gone off, but um, I would love to see this as a movie. I um, have this one on my TRL on Goodreads mm-hmm. and I have not like it was been on like the bottom of my list forever. So now it's being moved up to my list. Yeah. I had it on my list forever and like, I kind of liked the plot, but like, and I'd heard a lot of people talking about it, but I just like didn't go for it. And then, so I do this, um, this program with uh, Libro FM where if you're a librarian, you can get advanced reader copies of advanced audio, advanced listening copies, I think is what they call them. But anyways, so I have a bunch of audiobooks like stashed and I was like shelving one day or something and I like put my headphones in and I had finished the podcast I was listening to and so I just picked an audiobook. Um and I got like I don't know, like 20 minutes into it while I was shelving and just really enjoyed it and like didn't put it down. Um but it was sweet and I like there's a lot, it doesn't, it feels like it has, like, if you just kind of read the synopsis, it seems like it has a lot of, like, storylines going on, um, or, like, a lot of things happening, but it's all kind of pieced together really well in a way that, like, fits and doesn't feel like it's, like, you're reading, it doesn't feel choppy at all, so I really liked that one. It'll be interesting to see if she writes any more adult fiction. Um can't remember what her YA fiction was, but I can see one of the covers in my head. She was she was big around the time that those Anna and the French Kiss novels came out. She didn't write those, but like she was okay. It was pop. It was popular around that. She wrote her books around the same time those came out, and so they were like similar. Um, but yeah, I really liked this one. It's very good. Okay, what's your next one? So my last one that I have um, is the last thing he told me by oh, yeah. um, Laura D- Dave. Mm-hmm. I read this and this is another thriller that has stuck with me. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I like loved it, but it really has stuck with me. Like I do think about it more than I expected I would. I I wouldn't say I loved it myself. I did really like it and I really enjoyed it um Mm -hmm. and for some reason for a lot for a while there it was really hard to get into another thriller because I was so stuck on that one and it was oh yeah 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 like it was kind of hard to get out of like to get into another one because right like it made you think and like oh my goodness like I really want to know like does he come back yeah, because I was going to say, there's such a, I the thing I did like about this, I think I was annoyed at first, but, like, after thinking about it for a while, like, it is a twist that, like, 
is not common. Like I didn't see it coming. Like I was trying to figure it out and I did not see it coming. I felt like parts of it were like unrealistic, but it also was not so unrealistic that like it made me like, I wasn't annoyed with it in the same way. Um, And I really like the characters in it. Um, And I do think about it a lot. Yeah. And like, I really feel for his daughter. Oh yeah. That was the one that I was like, it's such an interesting concept, but also like, and I don't think it, like, I don't think people talk, maybe because they're like trying to avoid spoilers or something. I don't know. People don't talk about like this aspect of it as much, but like, I, the thing I think about the most afterwards is his daughter and his wife, like that, like just complete, like cut off. She didn't even know, like she had another, like his daughter had a whole nother life and a whole other name. And right. she doesn't remember it. And like then when she finds out, it was like that's gotta be devastating. Yeah, that's gotta be like also you're like losing your dad at the same time and now you're like stuck with this um woman that woman. you like don't really like or know very well. Um yeah, I think you have in common like, is your dad. Yeah, so like it that like I guess being adopted, like myself being adopted and not knowing mm-hmm. who like my biological father was, like that was like a little, it, it was almost a little triggering, but I could relate to yeah. the daughter. Like I understood the daughter, like, like I understood what she was going through. I understood like, I, you know, and I was just, like, I related to the daughter and I think that's why that stuck with me so much is because like I kind of want her to write one where happens to her daughter after this oh yeah I would be super interested in that like how like what her life looks like um yeah and I think that would be really good because the thing about I think the thing that took me so the reason it took me so long to pick this one up besides the fact that you couldn't get it anywhere because it was like a Reese Witherspoon or something. It was a celebrity book club pick. So it was like hard. Yeah, to find. It was on a Reese Witherspoon pick. I ended up buying yeah. a copy because I was like, I want to I, read this so bad. I did that too. Um, but she, that author has written several other books before this that are not thrillers. Like I was, I didn't even know she wrote other books. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think like she, and even with this one, like, I don't think that people have, like, looked or, like, like, I haven't heard anybody talk about the other books, maybe because this one is so different. Um, but she wrote, the first one I read was um, The First Husband, and then she wrote a book called 800 Grapes, The Divorce Party. London is the best city in America and Hello Sunshine. And so like Hello Sunshine is like kind of a rom-com. Like it's um, like it was emotional, but like it was not a, like none of her other books are thrillers in any capacity. It was such a weird shift um, that I think my brain was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, But I did like as a thriller, I enjoyed it. I think I just had to turn off the part of my brain that's like, this is not the kind of book she writes. Um, her other books are really good, though. They're just very different um, concepts. So um, so my last one is God Shot by Chelsea Beaker. I don't know when this one came out. I know she had a new one come out last year that's short stories. 
um, that I've read one of and really liked, but her writing style is so different than a lot of, like, that's the thing that stuck with me. Um, so the, like, whole, it's also, <laughs> the thing I, the reason I picked it up is because it's very, like, cult adjacent. Um, it's a, the, like, center of the story is a um, girl who is stuck in a, like, religious cult. Um, and yeah. Um, and so the, like, it's set in California and there's like this big drought. And so, um, the like pastor of the like church that her family, like the cult leader guy, um, promises that through like these different assignments that he like gives to different people in the, um, group um that it'll bring like if everyone completes these assignments it'll bring the rain um and so it's like it's interesting because there's it's like it's funny in certain places but it's also like it's got that cult aspect but it's also like um there's a lot like there's a great friendship storyline and there's a great like you see this like kid she's I don't know how old she is, but she's like a older teenager. Um, oh, she's 14. So like, she is still very much like she's reads very much like a kid still. And so she's having to navigate like this thing that this like culture she grew up in where she's very limited um, and like figuring out herself and what like her life is going to look like. Um, but it was really good. Her, um, writing style has been compared to Flannery O'Connor a lot, which I think is um, a good comparison, but like, it just, it got me because there just wasn't her, like her voice is very different than a lot of the popular like fiction right now. Um, and like, so I, I felt like I read this one more slowly, but it didn't feel like I necessarily needed like more focus. It wasn't like a super literary, like, elevated story um but it's really good I loved it a lot and I'm excited to read her short stories I've only read one um they're short stories but they're longer short stories I think they're like 30 or 40 pages um but her new one the short story collection is called Heartbroke um and it's got this like candy necklace cover those like old school ones um oh, that awesome. we all hated yeah, though we all hated the lead anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, it's candy. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I'm excited to read um, read her. Okay, um, let's talk briefly about some of the ones we're excited about reading this year. And I, much like my favorites, um, it's a mix of ones that are like new coming out this year. And at least one, there are two that I know do not come out this year, but they've been on my TBR. Um, I like bought physical copies of them and haven't gotten to them yet. Um, but what's one of your, what's one you're excited about coming out okay, this year? So, reading all this year? Um, so all the ones I'm looking forward to read this year are ones that have been out. Some of them for a couple of years, okay, yeah. some yeah. of them for a while. Um, I just never read them. The first mm -hmm. one I have is Rebecca by oh, Daphne yeah. and York. Um, yeah, I've never, I've read, never it. read that one. Yeah, I haven't either. And um, 
I've heard amazing things. It's been recommended to me. It was actually recommended to me through the Facebook thing where you had to pick the first 12 recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my first 12. So I put it on my list and I don't have a copy of it yet, but I'm looking really forward to it. I don't, I don't really know the story and it sounds like it's Gothic with the name Rebecca in it. Like kind of gives me that. It like, is. Yeah, it is a gothic. Um, I think it's gothic in the way that like Jane Eyre is like that sort of yeah. setting. Um, and I didn't really like Jane Eyre. I don't like I like I don't really like the story of Jane Eyre. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It, the story itself is not I don't think similar, but the like. But the atmosphere of it setting. Yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. Thank you. I was the word I couldn't think of. Yes, it's a similar atmosphere, I think. Um and I heard yeah, the no, writing is ten times better. Oh, okay. So um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But I'm kinda like I'm really excited about it. I don't know. That one's fun. It sounds fun. That one um has been recommended to me a lot too. And um it's like it's been around for a while, so like I guess it, was it probably is in the 30s. That okay, yeah. So that is one. Yeah, and um, like another one of her books that was published like around the like in the 30s, 40s, maybe in the 50s was my cousin. Um, my cousin Rebecca was it my cousin Rebecca or my cousin something? It was another one of her books that she published, and it became it actually became like a TV series or a movie very recently. Um, oh, my cousin, my cousin, Rachel, my cousin, Rachel, that's what it was. I've, yeah, I don't think I've heard of like, and I haven't read that one either. So yeah, I, I've never read any by her, but yeah. So I picked Rebecca. Fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. Most of mine are newer ones. Um, but I'm hoping to, one of my goals this year is to read books in my house and not buy as many books um we'll see how that goes but that's the plan in january um so two of those books that are sitting in my house right now are that i'm hoping to read are the undertaking of heart and mercy by megan bannon which is a romance novel that's uh, a fantasy and the like um sort of I guess it's, I don't know if it's technically considered um, like enemies to lovers, but it's like a girl who is an undertaker. Like her family owns, her family owns a business that she's been like, I can't remember why, but for some reason she's like running everything. Um, And then the um, like love interest is a marshal, is a cop. So I don't know why, but there's some like, I can't remember what the overlap is, but, um, oh, though, like, that's what it is. The little thing is, like, they, um, write, he writes a letter, like, he, he, the guy runs into Mercy and, like, is really frustrated and, like, writes a letter that is just addressed to, like, a friend. It's almost like a journal vibe where he just is, like, getting his feelings out um, but he gets a, somehow he gets, someone reads it and he gets an anonymous letter back. Um, and 
it is mercy and they don't know that they're writing to each other and they don't like each other in real life. Um, so it's, they're like pen pals and they don't know that they're pen pals. Um, but it's been compared to the house in the Cerulean Sea, which is one of my favorites. Um, oh, so I love that book so much. I love it so much. Me too. I read it last year. It's going to be one I talk about in a different episode, but um, I loved it so much. So I'm I have excited. have whispering to- door on my list. I have it and I own it and I haven't picked it up because it, and I think I will try to this year. I didn't, I haven't picked it up yet because it's got a heavy like death yes. grief storyline. And I, that's why I haven't I, picked it up yet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think this one might be too much for me right now. Um, but I also think it's going to be very good for that reason. Um, I just have to be like in the bright headspace, I think to, yeah. to jump into it. Um, but yeah, and then the other one that's in my house is also a fantasy, but like I've heard several people say it's also a murder mystery or like a, yeah, like a murder mystery. So I'm very excited about it. Um, it's Piranesi by Susanna Clark, who wrote. That one's Jonathan on my list. So on my, yeah. It's on my TRL list. I, um, I'm excited about it. It's not very big, but I feel like it's one that I need to like read. Um like in one sitting or like very close together um, because I think, and it's a fantasy to a certain extent too. So there's like a lot of world world building at the beginning that like, I tried to pick it up um, last year, but I was in like my grad school brain wasn't allowing me to like dig into anything, but I'm excited to actually, um, like pull that one out so we'll see see how it goes so another one on my list is actually our buddy read death on the nile by agatha christie um excited about that i am so excited about it i tried to read agatha christie a while back i think i was like high school or college Mm -hmm. and i just could not get into any of her books and i think it's because i had so much going on at the time that i just couldn't do it and my mother-in-law swears by Agatha Christie. Like she oh, is yeah. a huge Agatha Christie fan and she cannot believe I've never read one of her books. So as one of my add-ons from the book of the month, I chose The Death of the Nile. Oh, it's interesting that they have that. I wonder if it's because of the movie that just came out though. I want to say that, but they also have like the Oriental Express, The Death on the Oriental Express on there too. Yeah. Yeah. And that one. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like they both have movies, but I can't remember how recent they are. Um, Death of Oriental Express was very, very recent, like in the last three, oh, okay. three four years. Oh, um, okay. Maybe gotcha. even sooner than that. Um, I know it's got Johnny Depp in it, but I haven't. Oh, yes. Okay. I haven't seen I it. remember that. Um, but I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited about our buddy read, Death on Nile, yes. just because I really want to read Agatha Christie. I do too and I'm doing we'll see if I keep up with it I'm not great at keeping up with like specific challenges but Agatha Christie like there's like an official Agatha Christie read along challenge that happens every year I'll have to send you the info I think it's just on like the Agatha Christie website but um they pick a theme for each month and then they pick a book that like goes with it um and so the 
Death on the Nile is actually like one of they always have like one book and then they recommend like other ones. And so it's one of the other ones they recommend. Um, but I am excited to read more of her. I read a ton of her in like middle school, um, but I haven't read a lot as an adult. So I'm excited to jump back into her. That one will be real fun. Um, so one of my my next couple are. Well, there's one that I think this one came out at the end of last year or maybe the beginning of this year. I don't know. But it's Celeste Ng's Our Missing Hearts. I loved um, Little Fires Everywhere. So I'm excited to pick this one up. I actually don't even really remember exactly what it's about. Um, I'm sure it's like. I just saw the other day and I was like, wait, she's got another book out? Yeah, it just came out. Um, it's probably gonna take forever to get my hands on though, because it's a re- it got picked up as a research spoon. Um, so it'll be super popular. But I'm excited to dig back. I've read both of her previous ones. I really liked uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Um, so I'm excited to read this one. Um, yeah, I love yeah. Little Fires of Everywhere too. It was so good. It was so good. It was. What's another one you're looking forward to? Um, So one of them is actually the sequel to The One of Us is Lying. It's The One of Us is Next by um, McManus. Um, Like I said, the first one was so good that I want to read and own all of her books. So Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to actually finding a copy of One of Us is Next and actually sitting down and reading it. just because I love the first one so much. I really want to know yeah. what happens, like what her sequel up to that is going to be like. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if those are true sequels or if they're like similar, like set in the same like community, but different people. Like they're set in the same setting, but they're different characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, think I, like, I like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I like that better than, like, true sequels, unless it's a very, like, obvious series, but, yeah. Um, so, my other one is, the last three are super new. They either just came out or, no, they all just came out. They're all coming out this month, I think. Um, so, one of them is How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Yes, okay, so I have, so I have his one Southern book. Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Yes, that, I have that one. And it's on my list to read. Like my friend just met him and just went to his book release thing in Charleston um mm-hmm. for How to Sell a Haunted House. And yeah. I did not know that he lives in the town that I went to high school at in Mount Pleasant, That's South Carolina. So there's like this like I didn't know that. So yeah. now I'm really like he's on my list to read next. So I'm really. I'm hoping to read. I've never read anything of his, but he's talked about so much. And I have like I own the final girl support club or support group. And I own Southern Book Club's Guide to Slit. Book Club's Guide. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the full name of that one. So I want to read all of them or I want to read like those three this year. But the like premise of how to. Bella Haunted House um, is exciting to me, and it is supposed to also be really funny. I don't know if all of his books are like that, but 
Um, she said she excited. just finished. My friend just finished it, and she was like, "If you remember the uh, Satanic Cult, yeah, uh, um, like uproar, yeah, yeah, uproar of like of the '80s." She's like, "If you remember growing up with that, like you're gonna love this book." That's fun. I love it. Yeah, and so, I like that he seems to like. I haven't read any of his yet, but the thing I keep hearing about him is that. Um, he has a lot of social commentary in his stories. And so I'm interested to see like, um, oh, I just, I'm reading the summary and I didn't know this, but one of the lines is when their parents die at the tail end of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, I'm don't know if I'm down for that. I've avoided everything uh, COVID related. Coronavirus, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, So that'll be interesting. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like that's really a, um, like, I think it's set after that. Yeah, but I'm I'm really excited. Like, I want to read more of his just because I just learned he's from, like, the town I went to high school at where my parents still live where I met my husband Scott so I'm like so excited that's so fun I love when I find out little tidbits like that and they're like super connected to you it makes them feel it makes the authors feel like more like real people yeah Um, and she said that he was really nice and just really like he like joked around like when they were talking and they were doing like small talk and everything and she's just she has fallen head over heels for him Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Okay, what else do you have? Okay, so my last one I have is A Court of Wings and Ruin. It's the third book to the... uh, 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 To uh, the Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, yeah, the Sarah J. Maslow. Yeah. This one... I kind of know what happens. I don't really know what happens, but I know what's going to like, she's a spy now. And I am really looking forward to see what she finds out. That will be fun. Yeah. She, um, like I said, this series has a lot of plot twists Mm -hmm. and she talks about like making fun of the romance genre in general and making fun of, you know, toxic masculinity and she has to spy on an ex-lover oh i love love when they do a twist like that that'll be fun i'm and then something also happens with her sister because the fourth book is about her sister it's in her sister's sister's point of view so i think this is the last book of freya I think this is the last book that you're going to hear about Freya as the main character because the next book is about her sister. But she's going to be a spy. And I'm really like, I'm just, I cannot wait to see what happens. That sounds so fun. That's exciting. I love when you like get into a series and there's like, you can't wait. I was waiting until the series was finished, but I'm excited this year to read um, the new Maggie Steepwater series that's set after the Raven cycle. Um, I've never read any of hers. Ooh, okay. She's one of my favorite authors like of all time. Um, but she has a series that was written several years ago called The Raven Boys. Or the first one's called The Raven Boys. It's The Raven Cycle. It's a series. 
Um, but this new series, there's a new trilogy that focuses on one particular character who was in the original series. Um, and he was my favorite character. So I, I've been super excited to like dip into these, but I am a person who hates reading books in series that are not fully completed yet. Um, so I like, and also I was in grad school when they were coming out. So I just have been collecting them and I'm actually going to get to read them this year. But oh, that's exciting. It's super fun. That's not my like book I'm excited about, but I am excited about it. Um, my last one is really good actually by Monica Heisey. I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name, but it's a debut novel. And um, the author was a writer on Schitt's Creek. And so I'm super oh excited God. about it. Yeah. Um, What's but it, it called supposed, again? It's called Really Good Actually. Um, it's about like this girl who um, is life is like super messy and is kind of falling apart. Um and she's like 30 and um, just got divorced and is like super broke. And her she's in the middle of writing her like graduate thesis, but she's like stuck on it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Love in the Time of Serial Killer, like that yeah. general vibe. Um, but I'm excited to see kind of where it goes. I love um, I love stories with messy characters like yes their lives are falling apart and they have to figure out how to put them back together um yeah, this is like how the uh the, uh um court of throne and uh, roses is the series it's very okay. the world is messed up like okay. everybody's got like their problem like their life is crumbling and they're all trying to figure out what to do after their life like changes completely Okay. I have never heard that about that series. So that's really interesting. I love books like that. So yeah. So um, like, yeah, I'll definitely have to, like, I own it. I'll definitely have to actually read it this year. Um, we'll see. I have so much more free time to read now. So I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Well, that was my last one. Did you have any more? Nope. That's all I had. Okay. Great. Well, it was so fun chatting books with you and catching it was up. So fun. I'm so excited. Um, and it'll be super fun if this audio works and you get to be like the first episode. Um, hopefully it does. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you've got an extra moment, I'd love if you would rate and review us on Apple podcast. If you'd like to keep up with us outside of the weekly episodes, find us on Instagram at tales from a bibliophile. You can also shoot us any feedback, any comments or stories or anything at all that you'd like to share at talesfromabibliophile at gmail.com. Happy reading!